Welcome back to What is Maven, the podcast about uh, whatever this is, and videography and business and all sorts of stuff. I'm Jeff Sayers. And I'm Amara Andrew. Perfect. <laughs> you need to watch the video version if you're listening to this, because that was quite spectacular, if I say so myself. Yeah, I forget that uh, we also go out on audio only. Ooh. Huh? What? Hello. But yeah, welcome back to the show. <laughs> and what are we doing today? Today, we are going to be talking about a thousand true fans, why you need to have them, how you can do that, and why we love each other. And you. That sounds good. But yeah, you don't need as many fans as you think you might need. No, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. And we'll tell you why in a moment. But first, I want to talk to you about stuff. To me? To you. She wants to talk to me. I do. Okay, so you need to leave the room right now, (laughs) whoever is out there. Okay, so now can talk okay they can't see us yeah so <laughs> <laughs> so this week we had a really fun beach day and uh we also went to a, a bookstore that we really love and we've been waiting to get this book it's called the creative act i think did we recommend it last week i don't so i don't think it came up yet okay but i had read the sample and loved it yes and i hadn't read any of it and i was waiting for our local library to give me a copy. And I was like 600th in line. It, it's really funny because it just now became available this week. But anyway, we went to the bookstore because it was part of our adventure. And we got the book, The Creative Act by Rick Rubin, is what I said. If you follow me on social media, you've already seen this. Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin. <laughs> Rick Rubin. <laughs> and uh, I totally forgot what it was that I read now. There was something specific in it. Oh, it was about... <laughs> What? Go ahead. <laughs> Welcome back to What is Maven and what was I going to talk about? <laughs> it's funny. As soon as everything's recording, I just black out. It's like the, the stage performance thing where you just you psych yourself out. Anyway, uh, you remember what I was going to talk about, right? Are you kind of Is it in your notes right there? No, it's not. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> no, but just how um, creative people need creative oh, outlets. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> Something that resonated with you and resonated with both of us. Yes. So I'm only the second section in because technically they're chapters, but it reads more like a section. It's not like chapter one. Yeah. He did it almost like little blog posts. I really like it. It's like a a poem almost in a way too. But yeah, part of it was that creative people need to create constantly all the time, which is something that we do constantly. I mean, if you look at my YouTube channel, we have like a hundred podcasts that we've started together just because it was, and that was when I was working, I think still. So it, it was just different, but now we are devoted to you, dear listener. Well, no, we have a bunch of different things we always do. So creativity is different for everyone. For for you, what does creativity look like? Because you, I think, fit more the mold of what someone thinks of as artist well, and yeah, creative. It's, it's like more art-based, like visual art, performing art i guess but yeah if you watch the beginning of this episode you know exactly what that means yeah i minored in dance no no she didn't no i didn't not at all um yeah i just i love creating like i've always loved making stuff as a kid i would every time my mom would come home from work i would have a new drawing for her like during the summer and stuff like that it was just like something i loved and uh just throughout i mean i went to art school so that tells you all you need to know but yeah just like making stuff and (laughs) expressing myself but just like literally making things even making dinner if which i've started making a series uh what i ate last night so check it out if you want on yeah, my it's a channel. video series on all social media but which YouTube. We, we will talk about 
different platforms in a second. Also, teaser, something you need to know. So stay tuned. It, it is very helpful to you. I promise I will remember that. Um, but yeah, just like creating things like dinner and whatever. I just, I love it. And that's so different to me. And I remember when we first met, you said, I don't have, cause I was trying to ask him like, oh, so what do you do? Or like, who are you? This is back when we were just friends and it was, oh, like what are some of your hobbies? And he said, I don't have hobbies. I have businesses, which I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> but now I get it because now I don't have hobbies. I also have businesses and it's just, it's fun being able to make things and make money, like make a living doing what you love is huge. So that's the key part. Yes. So I would always say that because not because it could sound like the only things I do are going to be to make money, mm-hmm. but inevitably anything that I was interested in became a business. Which is amazing. Like being able to not only do that, like start the business yourself, because something we talked about last week was, or maybe the week before, you've had coaching clients who have been like, I want to start X, Y, and Z. And you're like, okay, then do it tomorrow. And like this week, we've been talking about that with someone else. Uh, And they don't take that first step to actually create something. It's just like, well, yeah, I'd like to do this, but then it never happens. So kudos to you. And you've been successful with it. Well, yeah. And this week we have real quick on that because he said there's two people who are are starting this week and Uh I'm going to hold them accountable, which is something that is it's important. Like the accountability goes a long way, but it depends. That's huge. It depends on the person if you can push them because it depends on the relationship and so many things. So I'm pushing two people, one of them tomorrow and one later in the week should be starting the thing that they've been procrastinating on. Well, and having that community is huge. Having that accountability is huge because like we've talked about from various different instances where you have artists from different time periods, they all somehow show up in the same area well it's not coincidental they are like i need that community give me an example because so i know what you mean i'm specifically thinking like the impressionists or just people in late 1800s early 1900s but who is that who is what artists are considered impressionists uh, don't put me on the spot like this so, so when i'm da trying Vinci to think was painting oh that was like a fuck so that's not really a good example necessarily well he did go to Florida. okay so we're gonna talk about late 1800s early 1900s in paris specifically because that was kind of the time frame that i studied so like you'd have um oh my god i'm blanking right now this is terrible but like picasso left spain to go to montmartre in the early 1900s to go to paris and say what you want about picasso whatever but he went specifically to this tiny little artist's village because that's where Renoir was that's where um oh my god Monet was that's where Pissarro was like that's where a bunch of these different artists had settled and then Van Gogh I think was there for a little bit and then you just had all these different people who funneled in and they went to make this community and it just kept going and the part of that that gets me is those are all names names that we basically all know yes they all came from the exact same time period from the exact exact same place that not that they originated there but they built who they are there Mm -hmm. and this happens time and time again in everything so like you can look at youtube and there's a group of youtubers who all started at the same time you look at blogging there's a group of bloggers who all started at the same time you can look at all these different things today and it's the community of people like like austin texas 
now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like a physical community there, or it can be digital as well. And where it's everyone who started at the same time knows each other. Like when I started doing the business stuff, I was like, there was like a class of 2006. Everyone who started blogging then by 2009, 2010, they were huge. They had enormous businesses, so much success. And then you would see 2010, 2011 was like the next class. And then a few years later, the next one. And now it's like more social media instead of blogging. But it's the same thing. And it's consistently happening because it's people on a wave. And not a wave and a bad thing. But they're they're seeing the trend. And they're seeing where it's at. Mm-hmm. They're connecting with it and being like, oh, I want to be in this and contribute to the space. And then connecting with others. Like Matt Diavella. He is considered a YouTuber. Like he's the director of the film that we produced, Minimalism. And at that time he hadn't done anything on social media. He was a wedding videographer. He he didn't he never did a feature film. He never did anything like that. But if you look at him now, he is within the community of self development and personal development uh YouTubers. So like you can see him, they all know each other. They all came up at the same time. For someone starting today in that exact niche, you're going to have trouble. What'd you call me? <laughs> so uh-huh. not only forming your community of creatives surrounding you, but this is a perfect segue into our topic for today, which is how to create a community to follow you and to give you money. Because <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, and how many people, like how hard is it to get a million people who know who you are? It's next to impossible or you have to know someone and do it's the whole it that's a separate talk we'll talk about that in another episode but for now we're talking about about what the is it what you know or who you know and all that and we have a lot of thoughts on that so that will be a separate topic for well and just to touch on it super quickly i think saying it's who you know is very cynical but i think it's who you know and what you know because either one by themselves is useless if you if you know a lot you're successful but no one knows you you have no way to do that thing for others Mm -hmm. but if if people know you and they have no possibility of saying like oh amara does this if it's just like oh i i know she's nice (laughs) like there's actually you're (laughs) you're missing the other half so i think it's like it's cynical to say just one but it's actually a positive to realize it's both who you know and what you know but exactly digress too far from what we're talking about today i got notes on this so we can go everywhere (laughs) well yeah and like so a million people you think like oh i need a million views i need a million followers i need this i need that which can be a threshold maybe for making decent money and ad revenue on youtube yeah that's a very different goal but if you are a small business owner entrepreneur real estate professional whatever you don't need a million people i mean you literally could not help a million people even your products will not be geared toward a million people. So then what should you do instead? You need a thousand true fans. <laughs> yeah. So this is a concept that Kellen, Kellen, Kel- I am having Kellen trouble. Kevy. <laughs> Kevin Kelly wrote about, um, do you remember, was it 2008? 2008. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's a while ago. It was, it was a, 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 a hypothesis at that time because he had seen it, but it hasn't, hadn't really come to what it is now at the time but basically a thousand people a thousand people who are true fans meaning they support everything you do 
That might mean buying everything you sell, but that might also just mean talking about you. Like you are remarkable to them for specific reasons. So they remark upon you. Like that's remarkable is remarking upon someone or something. And having that fan base is everything that you need. It's a number that's attainable. You could think about it like if if you built up 20 new people a month, like it's that's there is actually a trajectory to a thousand where a trajectory to a million is just not something you need to even consider, but also not something you need either. And the beauty of it too is a thousand is just sort of a nebulous number. Like it's enough if you have a $100 product and a thousand people buy it, you have a perfect income for your life. Yeah, if each of those thousand people spend a hundred dollars a year, yes, you have a hundred thousand dollar a year business. Or you could have fifty people, and I'm not going to even try to do the math right there. Twenty five hundred dollars? I don't know. We'll just <laughs> just ignore me. Uh, but <laughs> she says she's bad at math, and then is always way quicker than me. I'm terrible at math. That probably wasn't even accurate. Do the math. It was closest. Uh, let me know in the comments. Was that correct? <laughs> and if not. Don't tell me. No. Uh, but you really don't. You A thousand is a perfect place to aim for. You really don't need that much, though, to make a sustainable business. I mean, we have a few clients. What we do is very, what, is it 2000 instead? Yeah, you were so okay. close. Like, I just wanted to yeah. sort of prove that <laughs> she says she's bad at math. I'm terrible at math. Uh, but you don't need that many people to support you and your business and your creative endeavors, especially if you have multiple streams of income, which you should, if you don't, you really need to get on that. That is first and foremost, something that he has taught me, which is hugely valuable just because you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I, I think I have five or six different ones right now, but like obviously varying degrees and stuff like that. There's one sitting right there. Yeah. I am making, oh my God. I am so fucking excited for this side tangent. I am making something so exciting for my Etsy shop. Uh, buy Amara. You can just look it up on Etsy or you can go to my website, amaraandrew.com or whatismaven.com. What is it now? <laughs> whatismaven.com. Well, and I think buyamara.co is what goes right yes. to Etsy. I am so excited. It's a whole series of things. I'm not going to give it away. You have to check. Check back by next week. They will be up. What? I always uh, say what it is. Is this not the microphone? No. <laughs> Without my my water glass with nope. the microphone for a second. It's a secret. It'll be on my social media. Nope. It's going to be a... T- There's a whole lot... Try it again. <laughs> so, sorry, that was hard. Uh, anyway, so I'm very excited for it, which that is going to be... That is part of my separate income. But... Where was my train of thought going? So diversifying Choo-choo. income streams, how much streams, how much you can achieve with with little. So yes. it all scales. And this is the thing. So if you're a realtor, you don't need millions of people to know who you are. You need the right people to know who you are in the area that you service. Mm-hmm. That number is a lot smaller than one might think. And yeah. you can end up... Um, approaching things as though you need hundreds of thousands of people or millions of people. Approaching? <laughs> Is that what I said? <laughs> I'm like, she, she smirks and I'm like, oh, she's laughing at me for some reason. Sorry. No, no, no. I like to giggle. It was just funny. I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> You're like, what do I do now? <laughs> no, but um, the number, especially for a local business. So we're talking about real estate. We're talking about a, 
coffee shop even you could in theory like the thing that moves the the needle is having the right people know you like you trust you and talk about you in the area you service Mm -hmm. and that number is so much smaller yeah. than one might think. The more local you can be also, especially for real estate professionals or like you said, a coffee shop or whatever, the more you can be on at the forefront of everybody's minds. Like, oh, my Uncle Bobby's in town. I need to take him to go wherever. Or, oh, my niece's cousin twice removed is looking for a home. I love blah, blah, blah. They're looking kind of in this area. Let me reach out to you. Well, and along those lines being the go-to resource for a neighborhood whatever your neighborhood is you don't need to be reaching people looking to buy a home just like what you just said you reach people who then know like and trust you and who knows when someone's like i really need to move and they're like oh no shit i know jane jane's amazing Mm -hmm. like I've never worked with her, but I love what she does. I've followed her online for years. Even if it's you're making recipes or something, which ties back to what we've talked about in previous episodes also. Just the more you can be authentically you and yourself, the more people can relate to that, which I have noticed in my stuff uh, this past week or whatever, where, okay, another side tangent. I'm just going to look at my notes for one second. Yes, (laughs) You continue. But what I've noticed is that I've started doing what I ate last night, which is just recording either what I made for dinner or what we ate when we went out to a restaurant or whatever it is that is done surprisingly well and like I don't really do well with showing people who I am authentically because like it's just I am good in person but recording it and trying to put it out there is very difficult for me and it's just like I only have so many hours in the day and I'm trying to maximize what I can do and I make dinner every fucking day so why shouldn't I record it and it takes maybe 45 minutes to an hour to edit together every day, which it sounds like a lot of time, but that's because I'm nitpicky with it and I choose the music and blah, blah, blah. It could be so quick for you to record those things. And then it's like, oh, blah, blah, blah is gluten-free or, oh, they like Siete tortillas too. I'm just plugging everything. I just spit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, no, but even if you were live streaming, you could spit spit on the mic and live stream. No, but you could could live stream the 30, 45 minutes, whatever. And then it's just done and out there. But like you choose to edit because you're a video editor at whatismaven.com. If you want to work with her, if you want to have video done for you, it's a good. It's on his spot sleeve. to be in. Oh, it's on my sleeve. Here it is. <laughs> um, but anyway, just showing who you are because then Uncle Bobby's niece's twice removed or whatever is if they look you up on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, then they'll be like, oh, she loves whatever. I already know two things we can talk about homes and then taco shells. Like it's just such little things, but then it's more, Oh, I feel like I know this person already. Yeah. And you want to be front of mind. Yeah. Like you don't need to be everywhere all the time, but being someone that is trustworthy, someone that you can always turn to, maybe just put a smile on people's faces, Mm -hmm. like whatever it is. But then that one little thing is that they know, oh, that person's also a realtor. Yeah. That person also is a chef, is a chef at a restaurant in town. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I got to go somewhere. Why don't I go there? I could see them. I could talk to them. I could hang out, like whatever, mm-hmm. and enjoy their food that I enjoy watching on 
TV in quotes, which is now just YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Like it's we huge. all we all have our own media company. Yeah. And that's something that is easily overlooked. So we're choosing what our media is. Like what shows are we putting out? Mm-hmm. Like the shows you're you've put out over time, some have wound up. And like to say shows sounds grandiose, but it is it's just it's a topic, it's a hook. Like what are a few of the things you did over time? Oh, like um, Etsy we talked about before I was doing cooking videos because we have like specific dietary weight I mean it's just gluten-free and then dairy free for me yeah uh, and, and like real eating, food yeah so like no corn no soy blah 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 we try to keep everything as clean as possible so I was like well I can't really find these recipes that I would like I should just make them and then like mocktails was another thing because I stopped drinking and now I have an occasional margarita well and should but, I buy this was a series for a while yeah so reviewing certain things and uh what else I feel like I've done so many different things and then like I teased we had separate podcasts from this and uh now I have my other podcast by Amara where I talk about weird strange and just downright odd things in the art and history field so you can check that out if you'd like but and now what I ate last night is another thing that I am I have my other show now so just make a bunch of fucking shows and someone will watch because then you can kind of capture your audience and your people and your community and your 1000 true fans yeah, and the more you do, the more you decide what you enjoy and what resonates with people. Yes. Like that's the big thing is if if it's something you like, you'll stick with it. If it's mm-hmm. something you feel like you should be doing because, oh, I saw XYZ channel on YouTube does really well, you're not going to stick with it and you won't get to that point because also the path they followed is gone. Yes. That path has already been um, traversed. Mm-hmm. So your path will be unique to you. And you're going to have a lot of different things mm-hmm. that make up who you are. And that's the important part is to to be you and showcase that in every way that you care to. Yeah. So I kind of want to jump forward a little bit then. Once you've captured your 1,000 true fans, what do you do? Actually, before we jump there, could uh, I say one thing? No. <laughs> like one thing that I think is valuable that we don't, always uh, think about something that helped me when I was starting out was think about how much you you need or want to earn a year Mm -hmm. and then reverse engineer that what is that number so like we said (laughs) well yeah and like even doing that then it's like okay what's a million here what's a million divided by 12 uh 200,000 a month or no that's like way low (laughs) So it's $83,000 a month. I want $200,000 a month. But like thinking about that, $83,000 a month is big. But then it's like, okay, if that was your number, which I'd rather bring the number down because I want it to be like reasonable. Yeah. Um, So like if we do just $100,000. Yeah, so that's $8,300 a month. Mm -hmm. So it's $8,333.33. So how can you make $100,000 a year Mm -hmm. is you need $8,000 a month. So... If it's a thousand people, it's one thing. But what if it's eight people giving you a little over a thousand a month? Like that number feels more attainable. Oh, yeah. Or if it's like, I need to sell XYZ product. If I need to make a $5,000 a month, say, to really like be able to do this and feel comfortable in where I am, having the bills paid, maybe it's a side hustle, maybe it's your main hustle. Like, what can I do to make 5,000 a month? And then breaking it down from there. Like I could sell a 
$100 product or service or I can mow lawns and this is how much I could make in the three months of the and summer. And then document it and put it on YouTube. Well, yeah, just basically re- reverse engineering a number down to the smallest piece and being like, well, how can I reach that number? It's and actually then, very doable, yeah, which is it's, shocking. It's it's an art. It's a creativity. It's a, it's a time to stretch that muscle and figure out, okay, how can I get creative here? Like maybe you're like, oh, I could make $100 a month mowing lawns. Oh, then I could also make another $900 a month doing this thing that I already do for everyone else that I know. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just help? Why don't I do nails for friends and be like, oh, I'm starting a little business. Like it could be anything. Yeah. But then also it could be online, which opens the horizon, expands the horizons. But just the reverse engineering part is the one thing I wanted to say, which then fits into your a thousand doesn't sound like a lot, but even the number can sound smaller and smaller the more you reverse engineer it. Yeah, it's huge. Now to zoom forward, what do you do when you have those fans? So I also wanted to say when you have that group of people, whether like we talked about a thousand, five hundred, five thousand, whatever true fans, you need to do something special for them. You need to make sure that you're providing value to them, whether that's through, I mean, there, there's a whole mess of stuff that you could do, but just making sure that they feel special because like so many people don't quite understand that you need to provide value for the person because also why would anybody why should anybody care why should anybody listen to you what are what is the person going to get out of you and this isn't to be mean or anything but it's not about you so stop making it about you it's about the people who are turning tuning in so are you giving them some sort of inspiration are you just showing this is my process and this is how i do it well and i like just the the concept of entertain and inform. Yes. That every... That's what I'm building up to. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's sorry. Spoiler alert. Keep going. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Because, yeah, you got to course correct me a little bit. I'm so creative. I'm just everywhere. <laughs> but yes, to either, how are you entertaining this person? Are you, like I said, like providing inspiration? Are you being funny? Are you giving them 60 seconds of a break throughout their shitty day or five minutes or whatever it is? Or are you teaching them, okay, this is how I do X, Y, and Z. This is how I make stickers. This is how I cook this. This is how I do this. This is how I go out and about. This is how I direct approach. This is how I cold call. This is how you write up this report. This is how you do this for your client. Like That is so valuable, not only to the client themselves, but also to uh, future agents or something like that, like talking real estate specifically, but whatever. And I just wanted to say one thing. The common concern is I can't teach them how I do what I do, then they won't pay me to do it, which is completely wrong because you will teach people to do it. Some will do it. Some will say, I'm not going to do that. I'd rather pay this person who's a proven expert who's shown me I've done it. They've shown me how to do it and I've replicated it. But I don't want to do this every month. We all know how to grocery shop. Yet I still order groceries because I hate grocery shopping (laughs) like it's just or you can order services like it's something so baseline as that or like you know how to wash your clothes but you're gonna take it to the dry cleaner because you don't have time because you don't want to like don't worry about that oh yeah and people will know you like you and trust you and the trust comes from educating yes like that's hundred percent and that's the whole point of maven m maven you're (laughs) touching his 
expect it, but it's to become the expert with influence and show you are the expert in your field. You are the one that other people within your field go to for information to be like, how do I do X, Y, and Z? Teach them your method. They might adopt it. They might not. Who gives a fuck? Just make it available. Well, and along those lines, <laughs> do it. <laughs> this show encapsulates the Maven method. Look, I'm like sweating. I'm just like, <laughs> go out there and make stuff. <laughs> but this encapsulates the Maven method, like what we're dripping out over time, which eventually will be a course, will be a, a hand-holding type thing where we'll help you do what it is that she does for people for like honestly a lot of money per month like mm-hmm. you can see how much it costs per month if you go to whatismaven.com if yeah, you're interested check it out. try it but it's gonna be for a few people like yes. that's how it will always be but how do we help people we educate them how do we help people do what they want to achieve we educate and we guide we do as much as we can with the time we're allotted on this planet and we Whoa. want this to <laughs> but we want this to be this podcast well, also just, like, to represent people. that like yeah. at the end of the day like when people are just like, no, they're competition. There are enough fucking people. My God, like just work together and just, you know, get along. What'd you put in my kombucha, man? Oh, is that kombucha? <laughs> yeah, I want to recommend it. It's like my favorite flavor. But uh, providing value to people. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about one brief example. So Good Mythical Morning is a show. It's by Rhett and Link. And just watch it. It's really fun. Just It's like oh, they have so much stuff I love what they do i just want to say one thing they also are a perfect example of the iron law of stardom that we talked about last week yes because they've reinvented themselves constantly times which is amazing like i love them they are amazing amazing but i forgot where i was going oh they have something it's called the mythical society they just they do such a great job but they have something called the mythical society that is a paid service. It's a subscription where it reviews every month, kind of like Patreon, which I know you want to touch upon that as well. It's something for their 1,000 true fans. And again, it's probably like 10,000 or maybe just 500. Who cares? But it's for their diehard fans who are like, I absolutely need to give you $30 a month. I struggle with this. Is that how? No, it's good. I think we're getting a little... Uh... Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I... <laughs> So it's for their diehard fans who want to give them $30 a month, $5 a month, a nickel, like whatever it is. And then in return, they're providing extra content, which again, it's subjective. Whatever you can handle, do it. But they also have pins, they have stickers, they have merch that only you can buy if you're in the mythical society. And this is sounding like a huge ad, but it's brilliant because it's like, well, no, we want to give this to our community and if they want to support us, then we'll give them stuff back. And it's just constantly giving value. And the big thing that like I talk about with people all the time and we've talked about is the entire goal of all of this is to make people feel something. Yes. Whether and, you, they love you or hate you, they will feel something. <laughs> and when you make someone feel something, they remark upon it. Yes. When it's a remarkable feeling. Mm-hmm. So if you make people feel good, connected, make them feel a part of something. That's what Mythical does really well. That's what a lot of Patreons are. People feel a part of something. Maybe they just want more content, but maybe they want to be a part of this community. They only get access for $2 a month, but that $2 makes them feel something special. And that's why you need to make sure that you're making the content for everyone else, not for you. This is not about you. And if you think it is, you're in the wrong fucking world. Like just 
take yourself and your ego out of it. And if you want to build a business and build a fandom and everything you need to build for people. End of the day, too many people get caught up in like, well, me, 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 it's my show. And it's like, no, what is anybody? Why would anybody give a fuck what you have to say? So anyway, that's my little soapbox thing. Uh, I think that's all I got. Oh, I wanted to ask you, who are you a true fan of, Mr. Saris? See, that's a tough one for me. Good. I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> so it's tough because we're looking at true fans from revenue, but also from promotion. Yes. So like, who like, are you so stoked about that you just are obsessed with most everything they do? So there's talking about obsessed, the feeling. But really enjoy. Well, yeah. Like, well, talking about the feeling, who are people who have made such an impact on my life that I've changed my life for it. Mm -hmm. And there are, I would always say three. The third one now is a little nebulous because I feel like it's shifted, but it's what sparked it. So the first person was Tim Ferriss with the four hour work week. And that was 2007 or eight. Whenever that book came out, I think I bought it the week it came out. And that completely opened my mind and made me see for the first time that working a job, staying in this one, sitting at this one desk, doing this one thing until I was retirement age wasn't the only path. That I could never repay to that person. There is nothing that I could ever do or say that would, that would return that to him. But that means I'm forever a fan. I don't listen to all, like now he's a podcaster. I don't listen to all of his podcasts. I never had- You listen had, to a lot though. Only this last week oh, I got back okay. into it. I hadn't listened in probably a year but to any of it. But tabs on that person, yeah. even though it's been years. Well, and this is the thing. If someone is like, oh, what's a great interview podcast? Even if I hadn't listened, I would say, oh, Tim Ferriss is a great show because he talks to experts that do this. And then like, I would have the reasons, even if I'm not in right now, Forever, there's that person. The next one was Mark Sisson. So he wrote the Primal Blueprint. Again, this was like 2008 or nine. Like a lot of change happened for me right around the time just before I broke out on my own and started doing this. But the primal approach to eating, which is basically paleo, the paleo diet, but tweaked a little bit. Um, I learned so much from him that he's someone who changed my life for the better in terms of health. We had a platform called Paleo Porn. We talk about diet. Like the diet is basically the paleo diet. That's what we follow. That's what I've followed for the last 12 years or whatever it is, 13, 14. I don't know how many years are. One. <laughs> um, you say you're good with that. But it, <laughs> see, you're quick. You're quicker, I'm telling you. I'm just teasing. Um, but so Tim Ferriss, Mark Sisson, like everything Mark does, I've followed Primal Kitchen. Like you might have seen the different products, the mayo, all these things. I support it because I know, like, and trust him. Like I've been to the man's house. Like we've, like I know him well from the outside and a little bit in person. And I trust his judgment and what he's creating because I know this person and I like him and I trust him. And he's made such a positive impact on my life. And the third is more sort of philosophy now. So it was, um, I'm blanking on his name all of a sudden, vagabonding. Rolf Potts? Yeah, Rolf Potts was someone else who opened my mind to travel and sort of a philosophy of life. But now that has morphed more into stoicism. 
So I would almost say like Seneca. It's not someone who's creating something new. Seneca. <laughs> but, but Seneca is someone who I always have like sort of near and dear that like it, what he's written, what he had written 2000 plus years ago means a lot to me and has formulated a lot of my thoughts on time and life and living life knowing we will die and different things like that. So those are the three. I know that was a long answer, but Tim Ferriss, Mark Sisson. Yeah, I like it. It's comprehensive. And, yeah, like a stoic philosophy. But also, it's not that I'm giving any of them a bunch of money all the time, but I am forever promoting it. You have Paluvas, which are toe shoes. I do. I have two pairs now. Yeah, because Mark Sisson started that company, so I knew about it. We had the whole Vibram, Five Fingers, Toe Shoe stuff came out of like the primal world, the paleo world. But now he made more fashionable ones. I mentioned to her and she's like, actually, no, I might want to try them. That's interesting. So like I've yeah, remarked hideous. The yeah. other ones were rough. But yeah, it's but that's the example I'm remarking upon. It. I'm a true fan, even if I'm not always buying something. But we all influence the people around well, us. We buy the Primal Kitchen stuff, even though now he might not own it. But Craft owns he still it, runs it. But Craft okay. bought his company for a lot of money yeah. because so many people. Uh-huh. knew, liked, and trusted him that that line became huge. I knewed him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and what about you? I don't know. I was trying to think this entire time you were talking. <laughs> it's funny because like, obviously Rhett and Link would be one for me now. Uh, it's shifted tremendously because before it would be a lot of different bands because that's just what I loved. But I don't know. A lot of the people that I like are dead. Because history and art history and everything. So it's it's hard. I mean, I love the Art Institute of Chicago downtown. That was literally part of the reason why I moved to Chicago. <laughs> Just because I love that museum. Because, like, my mom is from here and we'd go there, like, when I was young. And I just love it. Like, institutions have a lot of problems. Blah, blah, blah. But I just love it as a place because I learned so much there. Um, I'm just, like, trying to look around. Like, what do we have? <laughs> well... So it isn't, I don't think it's the true fan level, but what are the Patreons we support right now? There's only two of them. I don't know because that's you. You don't know about that? I don't know about that. <laughs> so like comedians, I love comedians. I would listen to all of their different podcasts like JRVP. Junior Vice President. And like uh, Two Bears on Cave. And I don't know about that with Jim Jeffries and... Uh, Tuesdays with stories with you're, Mark and Joe You're List. hesitant to say it. I couldn't remember the <laughs> okay. name. I was just like, I'm blanking. <laughs> Comedy. But they're just so funny. But like, so yes, those are the Patreons that we support because it's just so entertaining and it's so yeah, personal. Just two of those. Yeah. And it feels like, like we know the people because they are putting themselves out there. And that's part of it too, because the comedians, blah, 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 they're very funny and it's entertaining. Well, yeah, they make us laugh. They entertain us. They, they are on the, yeah, they're on the entertain side. But the one thing that we never actually said, just to rewind before we close out, because we're already a little over time, Yeah. but entertain and inform. So when you're making content, if you're trying to entertain, that's one thing that's really valuable. Trying to inform, that's arguably a little more valuable. I think, but it depends on what it is. But if you can entertain and inform, if you're educating that's people great. and entertaining, that's the holy grail. That's the, that is the thing. If you can do both of those and people can turn to you, maybe when they're, they're feeling like they're stuck and they need to get further 
or they're feeling down and they need someone to, to lift them up. If you can do both of those things and you're the person they turn to, that's gold. You can rule the world. Uh-huh. But yeah, so I think that pretty much covers what we wanted to touch on. Yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Weekend. Weekend who? We can do anything we want. Boom. Nice. I thought it was motivational slightly, and it is the weekend. Uh-huh. Ladies and gentlemen, the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. This again is, uh, what is, what Maven? is Maven. I almost and... said starting now. That's your <laughs> podcast. Yeah, this is What is Maven. He's Amara Andrew. He's Jeff Saris. Go to whatismaven.com for more. Subscribe, like, blah, 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 whatever it is. We love you. Go create shit. Be personal. Be personable. Do it. See ya. Bye.